I mean, it's obvious God has a special plan for my life. Why did my brothers do this to me? I only did what my father asked for. A dream has come true. I mean, it's not nice to be sold as a slave by your own brothers. But here, yeah, it's okay. I won't die in here. Because I did everything right. Didn't I learn my lessons when my brothers sold me a slave? Now I'm dying because of them. God, your thoughts and plans are so much higher than mine. Uh, the title is From Dream to Destiny. Uh, the title today is The Stress Test. Uh, we, we are in a series about Joseph, and Joseph he had a dream from God. And from the dream to the destiny, God's destiny took him 13 years. Actually, he faced 10 different tests. And you can see three tests has to do with the clocks in his life. The first clock or the rope he had, the father gave it to him. And the brothers, they were super jealous because it was super beautiful. And the brothers, they took it away and they thought the anointing, the blessing is in the rope. But when they steal the rope, they realized the blessing is never in the rope. The blessing is always in a person and the person Jesus Christ lives in you. The first clothes was taken away and they draw them into the pit. The pit test for Joseph, he lost everything in one moment. But through a miracle, he came out and he got a second cloth. He came to the Potiphar's house. And that clock, that rope was gold, shiny. And Joseph thought, oh my gosh, this is an upgrade. I always knew if I'm faithful, God will reward my faith. But in that day, he woke up, Joseph, he was super happy about the upgrade. And in that morning, he walked around in the palace of Potiphar's house. You could hear the birds singing. And all of a sudden, Joseph saw Potiphar's wife. Mm. Come on, make love with me. But Joseph said, No. But you mean to be stubborn. Oh, come on. Please. But, but he resisted again. No chance. But then the thing escalated. Sleep with me. Now. No! I said no. But in that moment, look, she said to them, this is the Hebrew. He has brought us to us, make sport of us. He came here to sleep with me. But I screamed. When he heard me screaming for help, he left his cloaks beside me and ran out of the house. And in that moment, the second time, the rope was stolen, was taken away from Joseph. And for more than 13 years, Joseph came into the prison. We call that the prison test for 13 years. How do you feel when you don't make any mistake and you still be put 
into the prison for 13 years. That's not a cool uh, uh, situation, right? The Bible says in verse 19 and 20, when his masters heard the story, he burned with anger. Joseph, master, took him and put him in prison. And the prison test was actually the longest test in the life of Joseph. And that's the moment where he don't understand, God, what are you doing? When we speak about the test, and I think Joseph had no clue why he was in the prison. But I told you already the story about Michelangelo. When he created out of the marble the world famous David, he said it was super easy to create David. He says, you know guys, I just chipped everything away from the marble that didn't belong to David. And in the prison, in the 13 years, God chipped everything away in the heart of Joseph that didn't belong to Joseph. Because God is a master to create the gold in you and in me. And the second test, Joseph had no clue why this happened to me. And here's the thing, from the second cloak, there were a third cloak, and the third cloak, the third robe, was actually his destiny. And the last robe in the life of Joseph was the most important robe in his life ever. Let's go to the Bible verse in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 and 2, 4. And this is actually the principle how you get from the second robe to the third rope, to your destiny. This is an amazing Bible verse. I know you know it by your heart because it's so famous. Just kidding. Nobody likes that Bible verse. Not only so, but we are also glory in our sufferings. Who loves sufferings? I told you already. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Very difficult word. Perseverance Character and character puts hope. People say, yeah, I picked the hope. Yeah, but before the hope is uh, suffering and perseverance and character and then comes the hope. And this is a formula you're getting from the second rope to the third rope to the destiny. I created actually a graphic. From the distress, that's the test which we don't like, comes patience. And from patience, character and character builds hope in us. The point number one tonight, when you are in a prison and you don't like the prison test, point number one, God is with you in your distress. I want to repeat it. God is with you in your prison moments. And this is how Joseph felt. Oh, God, what's happening? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't touch Potiphar's wife. I mean, it's his wife and I'm his counselor. I'll die in here because I did everything right. Didn't I learn my lessons when my brothers sold me a slave? Now I'm dying because of them. God, that's not fair. Where are you? I just tried to do everything right to be faithful. And now, oh. God, I'm letting go of everything. Can't anymore. I try to trust you.
This is how Joseph felt. When you're facing a prison test in your life, you need the but faith. The but faith. Can we say it? But. The but. You know what the but? Why is the but important? I want to tell you why. In verse 19 and 21, when his masters heard the story his wife told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me, he burned with anger. Joseph's masters took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord, the but means, but the Lord, don't depend on your feelings and emotions. When you're on a prison, our emotions are not super excited. Our soul, in those moments, our soul are so loud. That's why David in the Psalms, when he wrote the Psalms, when he wrote songs to God, when he worshiped to God, David often says, soul, I command my soul, I command my soul, I command my feelings, I command my soul, I command my soul. But God is good, but God is in store, but God knows what he's doing, even though I don't feel super high. But God is with me, but God will never leave me, but God knows what he's doing. You need the but faith in your life. Can I hear a strong amen? This is the moment I say, because Christ lives in me. Trials cannot stop me. People cannot break me. Money cannot buy me. Haters cannot silence me. And demons cannot defeat me. This is the bad faith I position myself, not my soul, my spirit. I don't speak about theory. I know what test means even in my own life. Verse 22 and 23, the Bible says, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything on the Joseph's care because, I love the word because, the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Whatever he did, whatever you like. Na, na, uh, 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 uh. Status quo. Um, why is it important to speak to your soul? Because when you're facing a test, and I have to be honest, I don't like tests. But when I face a test, I feel like a boat in a very rough sea. When a boat is on a very rough sea, do you know how you can fix a boat? Set an anchor. Set an anchor. An anchor. You can never see an anchor because an anchor is under the boat. And you set anchor in your soul you have to set the anger when you're facing the prison test you set the anchor to your soul but God is with me that's the point number one patience grows on the distress I'm not sure if you like the word patient that's for me a very hard word actually have you ever been in a place where you have to line, have to, to line up? I, I don't like lining up. I, 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 usually I start the line. 
Because I travel a lot, to be honest, and often you are like at the board, you have to line up, and I'm a very smart guy, I'm a strategic guy, I start to count. Say, okay, the first guy now is an encounter, and it takes him two minutes, and it's one, two, three, four, 20 people, 20 people, more two, oh my gosh, uh, this is 40 minutes, I, I, could, I could write a book. You know, I know Americans, they, they are easy lining up, but not Swiss people. I don't like to line up. And often, here's the mistakes we do. We think that God loves the word patient. This is like a hobby of God. God is saying, I lining up Moses, Joseph, and everyone. You're in a line. And Joseph had to wait 13 years until he is in done. It's never about lining up. It's never that God loves the word patient. It's always about me. And here's the reason why Joseph have to wait more than 13 years. Because the destiny, your dream in your life, your calling, it's always too big. You, you, you don't fit in. It's not the calling is too big. You are too small. Your heart is too small. Your attitudes is too small. There's some areas in your life, you're not filling up the calling. Here's the thing, it took Joseph 13 years to grow into that cloak, in that calling, in that anointing. It's not that God saying, oh, I let you wait 13 years and then let's see what's happening in 13 years. It's never about the time. It's never about God, it's always about me, my heart, my attitude, because Joseph had some issues in his life and he was not ready for that destiny, for that calling. And in the prison, God shipped a lot of things away from his heart. I want to break it down a little bit. I will never forget when we had the first meeting for, for our new church building, it was about 12 years ago. When I met the guy and I asked him, tell me, how long will it take to build a building, Samsung Hall? And he said to me, at least 10 years from now. I said, are you kidding? We've got maximum three years. And he started to laugh at me and said, you are a dreamer. He said, you have no clue how many times we paint something, we draw something, and from the first Idea we have until the last idea, we will have maybe 100 ideas already. And the last idea, it will be the best. It takes us at least 10 years. It was not about the Swiss politics, they're super slow. We, it took us to understand what kind of a building is the best for us. That means we, didn't, we were not ready for the clock, for the destiny, for the anointing. You understand what I'm talking about? For example, I was in a kindergarten. I had to repeat kindergarten. Is anyone here you had to repeat kindergarten? Oh, thank you so much. You made my day right now. I, I said, sorry, kindergarten, it's not so difficult, right? I said, this kindergarten, it's to play, to play in the kindergarten, you cannot, it's easy. I had to repeat school. Is there anyone who had to repeat school? Oh, thank you so much. You made my day. Thank you again. Again. Uh, I... I, I had to restart my apprenticeship and one day my mother said to me and this sentence just hit me. She said to me, you are a, a, a slow adapter. 
she, she, she didn't say to me, you are stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm very smart in, I don't know. I'm not just saying, she said to me, you are a late adapter. With other words, she was saying to me, you need a little bit more time to grow than other people. And some people, you have a calling from God and you're a late adapter. It takes a little bit more time in you to grow, to develop your inner spirit, your character, until you fit into that calling of God. But here's the problem. While we're waiting, there are three dangers actually involved. The danger number one is while we're waiting, we make compromises. Compromises. Compromises means the good is always the enemy from the best. The good things are the enemy from the best. Here is a slide I found somewhere in face, on Facebook or their Insta story. Don't burn your opportunities for a temporary comfort. Don't ever do that. While you're waiting, just think for yourself, God is working on my heart. There are certain things it's not good. Because the devil is not stupid. He offers you always a second thing, a third thing, but never the best. While we were waiting for 10 years for this building, we had a lot of buildings we could buy. A lot of buildings. Good buildings, small buildings, cheap buildings. And always said, no, I, I, no, I, don't, I don't think it's right. And we had the guts and we had the faith to wait for the perfect building. And this is the result of not making any compromises. Point number two, we don't like the tests. <laughs> to be honest, I don't like the pit test. I don't like the prison test. I will never choose to be in a prison. I don't like it. The people of God is a very, very good example for us guys because God gave them a promise for the promised land. You will enter the promised land. There will be grapes and it will be super good. And in the desert, God tested the people of God 10 times. And 10 times in the Old Testament, they failed because they said, we are born for something bigger. Not any test they passed, they failed all the 10 tests. And when you are in a prison test, just think for a moment about the people of God. You can wander around the same mountains for 40 days. You're just circling your life. That's not a smart thing to do it. The third thing is we get super passive. Now I want to read, uh, I want to tell you an amazing story. Are you ready? A young policeman is taking his final exam at the police college in the northern of London. And one of the questions is, you are policing around the outskirts of London when a gas pipeline explodes nearby. Up and closer look, you noticed that the explosion made a huge hole in the asphalt and next to it is an overturned minibus. But in the minibus, you detected the clear stench of alcohol. Both passengers, a man and a woman, are hurt. You recognize that the woman is yeah, the wife of your department's head, who is on a trip in the United States at this moment. A driver stops to offer help. You realized that the man who is wanted for army robbery. Then the man runs out of the house, screaming. 
that the shock of the explosion had caused his very pregnant wife to get into labor and that the child will be born at any moment. Now you hear the screams of a man who was captivated into the canal due to the pressure of the explosion and cannot swim. Now describe how would you proceed in this situation? The candidate stopped for a moment, took his pen and wrote down, I will take off my uniform and mix with the audience. With other words, I don't know. Sometimes when we are stuck in the prison like Joseph, we get passive, we do compromises, or we don't like the test. Point number three, distress forms your character. There were a cup bearer and a baker in the story of Joseph. And both had a dream. And they asked Joseph, Joseph tell us, what does the dream mean? And he said to the cup bearer, tomorrow you will have your job back. The baker, tomorrow you are dead. And now in Genesis, the Bible says, But when I'll go swell with you, remember me and show me your kindness. Mention me to the Pharaoh and get me out of the prison. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Thank you so much. Have you ever had people in your life, you helped them? And they forgot you? And it does something in your heart. And here is an amazing quote from me. You meet people always twice in life. Even though when people heard you, bless them. Never smash the door behind you. Even though in our church when people are walking out and they're super angry, not about me, they're always happy about me, about my staff. When they're not happy about us and they're screaming what we're doing not right, I always say to people, don't smash the door. Always embrace the people because you see people twice in your life. Always bless those people. And Joseph, usually what happens then, we say, oh, I will not give anymore. I will not serve anymore. You know, I gave everything. Now people have disappointed me. Everyone, you know what I'm talking about. We have some moments in our lives when people forgot you. But stay. Be blessed because the pop care the cup, uh, the cup bearer, two years later, he was the door opener in the Pharaoh's life. He said, oh, I remember it was a guy two years ago. He knows the dreams from God. And now I want to tell you two Bible verses uh, before I say that. That's a quote from Abraham Lincoln, a very, a very close friend of mine. If you want to test a man's character, give him power. When people are in leadership, you see their hearts. That's why God said, Joseph, your calling is bigger than you think. And your heart has to be pure gold. And I need you because you will lead the people of God into Egypt. And out of that, the Messiah will be born. And you are a masterpiece in my, in my plan. I tell you right now why Joseph had to wait 13 years. There was a reason. 
You find it in Genesis chapter 40, verse 12 and 15. And this is an amazing Bible verse about the heart of Joseph. It's not the first time, the second time again. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. And please remember me and do me a favor. When things go well with you, mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland and the land of the Hebrews, and now I am here in the prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. Me, myself, and I. Too much of I in that text. Too much of me, myself, and I. You know why he was 13 years in the prison? Because in the first pit, he said to the person, Oh, look, I am blessed. I am anointed. Here, 13 years, still after 13 years, me, myself, and I, my calling, my gifts, my money, my future, me, myself, and I, the kingdom of God. Sorry to say that it's never about you. Never about you. Of course, when God asks you something to do, God gives you a passion and the passion makes you excited. You are happy to serve God, but serving God is still about Him, about His name, about His kingdom, about His position, about God's glory, not about me, myself, and my ministry. Two years later, and please watch and learn Something changed in the heart of Joseph. Just 40, verse 25 and 28. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of the Pharaohs are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. You see here the word? God has revealed to Pharaoh. God showed Pharaoh what he's about to do. You see the wording? Has changed from me, myself, and I into God. And that's why, dear friends, he was in the prison, not because God loves prison, God loves the number 13. It took Joseph 13 years until the pride in his heart was chipped away. How cool is that? Character, character generates hope. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, and I love this Bible verse. And his hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. That means when we're facing a prison test and God is chipping certain things away in our hearts, you know what the Holy Spirit does? He says to me, don't give up. Ask, give God the permission to work on your heart, on your fears and insecurities, egoism. Let God work on your heart and the Holy Spirit Positions myself with a different attitude. 
I've shown you the graphic of, of um, patience and character and hope. And then comes the last thing in that graphic. It's the word, the divine encounter. God gives you a divine encounter. What do I mean by divine encounter? And this is the most important thing in the life of Joseph because when you're facing a prison test, often people feel, I'm a victim. It's not my fault. It's not my mistake. I don't deserve it. And we start to yell, um, complain. It's not me. But in the prison, let's see how the heart attitude of David, Joseph, was different. Genesis chapter 40, verse 6 and 7. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. What a love, dear friends. A lot of people in our church, and even sometimes myself, we're facing a test. When people are facing a test, they turn around about themselves for 24 hours, seven days a week, every month. They're always complaining, oh, I don't know why I'm in a prison. But while you're facing a prison, Joseph was here to serve. He was still in every situation a blessing for people. And that's why the favor of God was with him. And my challenge to tonight as well is, if you're facing a test, don't turn just only around yourself. Open yourself for a divine connection for a moment where you can be a blessing for somebody else. Where you can be uplifting people for Jesus Christ. Because when we're building our building for 10 years, I was 10 years like in prison. God, where are you? But in those 10 years, I could bless other people. I can encourage other people. I can be a messenger for some people in those areas. In closing, tonight in the message, the band Dave will sing a song. And in that song, it's the word, I will not run away. I will not run away. And the message for me is, God is a master to bring out the gold in us. All the issues we have, they don't belong to me. And I want to have a gold out of heart to glorify God's name with my life. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. 
But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face, and please don't give up.